Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Excited to be with you this morning. 
I know for a fact that God has a special message for you. Amen. Amen. So I pray that you will receive that message, which is able to save your soul. Amen. So before I get into it, before I get into it, just a quick announcement. Next Sunday is our Thanksgiving service, okay? Family Thanksgiving service. Okay, so next Sunday we have one service starting at 10 a.m. Where we all, first service and second service, we come together and then we give thanks to the Lord, okay? We are coming to say thank you to the Lord for um, seeing us through this year, keeping us. I mean, January was really scary. I mean, I don't know those of you who were around in January, but January 2021 was brutally scary. Do you get it? Because you could hear people dying all around you. Do you see it? And in that time, you yourself, you are not well. You are struggling with the, the virus. And then somebody calls you to pray for them concerning the virus. Do you get it? And then you hear this person has fallen. This person has passed. It's, I mean, one of our members, three of the people in the house passed away. Suddenly, she became the breadwinner of the family. Yeah, 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 one of our members. Do you, do you understand? But God has seen us through. We've survived the looting. You know? And we've come to the end of another year. Maybe business was hard. School was hard. But at least you are around. But still around. You know, so we want to come together as a church and pray some prayers of thanksgiving. Sing some songs of thanksgiving. Preach something to glorify God. Give an offering to glorify God as well. To say thank you. Thank you, oh God. Some people have left church, but you are still around. Some people who are even more stable and more solid than you are, they've left church and you are still around. Do you get it? It's all to the glory of God. God, It means God can still continue what he's doing in your life. Do you see? So we'll come to church and say thank you to God. Hallelujah. That day also we are going to take testimonies. I forgot to tell the first service people. I'm going to say take testi- testimonies. So, Lady Pastor Yvonne, let's start collecting testimonies from people. And then we're going to have, allow maybe three, four people to give their testimonies. Of, but continuing from there, we'll take testimonies which we'll put on our, our Facebook page. Do you see? So if it's even possible, every day we can feature one person's testimony how that God saw them through and then we feature on our Facebook page for the for at two weeks, three weeks into December I think it will be a blessing somebody will read it and be encouraged Amen so um, the pastors are going to come around and give you an envelope and I want to encourage everybody give a special offering on that day yeah now, now Give a special offering on that. This is my envelope. That's why I'm not giving it away. Okay? Give a special envelope to say thank you on that day. Amen. Pastor Merlin, I'm a little unstable. Good. Jesus. Yeah. All right. 
So come with it next Sunday. You know, this is month end. The month can never end beyond the way it's ending from today. Today is my mother-in-law's birthday. Okay, nice one. So today, tomorrow, the next, the month has ended. So we can't say, let's wait for another. No, now, 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 now. We come and we say thank you to God. Then from there, we can enjoy the Christmas fully because we have honored God. We have given God what belongs to him. Amen. Wonderful. For a short time, I want to share with you uh, what I've been sharing, how to become a devoted member of your church. How to become it. Last week, we looked at extensively the different types of members we have in the church. We said we have dear stage members. We have goat, dearish members, goatish members, and sheepish or sheep-like members. Amen. Sheepish is not a good word. So, sheep-like members. Okay? And God prefers to have sheep-like members. And he prefers them to be devoted. And our case study is the New Testament church, which can be found in Acts 2, 42 through to 47, where the Bible tells us that 41 says 3,000, about 3,000 people got saved and joined the church. Then these 3,000 people in 42, Bible says they devoted themselves steadfastly. So they were devoted steadfastly to church. Or the things that make church, which is one, preaching. The apostles' doctrine is an old way, way of saying the apostles' teachings. Amen. So they devoted themselves to preaching, to fellowship, which is coming together as a church. To breaking of bread, which is eating and showing love one to another. I see you breaking bread somewhere. Yeah. And prayers. Okay? And prayers. I see you praying also. Yeah. So these are the things that make church. Preaching, prayer, fellowship, and loving one another. And they saw many miracles in that church. Signs and wonders in the church. And the church grew. And we are praying that this church will be that kind of church where there are signs and wonders. Many of them. Not just, we have signs and wonders, but we are asking for many of them. Amen. Amen. Many of them. Do you get it? Not just one or two, but many of them. There's a difference when you are eating and there's one piece of meat. Then when you are eating, there's a lot of meat. The the food is like a zoo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We want miracles to be in the church like the way you have animals in the zoo. Amen. And the Bible tells us that God added to the church daily. The church was growing every day. That's the type of church we are believing God for. And I said these people had a certain special attitude which we must also have, which is devotion, commitment. They, said they were devoted. They continued steadfastly. Do you get it? And I said... When you say you are devoted to something, it means you are zealously attached to the thing. You like the thing so much. May you like the church so much. Yeah, you like the church so much. Yeah, you like it. I mean, you can't sleep. You can't hide it. Everybody who comes around you sees that you really like the church. You can't keep it to yourself. You can't be silent. You are so excited. You can't hide it. You lose control. 
Yeah. I'm about to lose control, but I think I love it. Yeah, that's how you feel. So when you come to the church, you, are, you like it so much, you lose control. Yeah. Hallelujah. So that's where God wants to take us to. And once we started looking at how to, how to, because everything you have to learn how to do it. Number one, we said that decide, make a decision that you will be devoted. You will be committed. Anything you are committed to is based on a decision you have made. It's not an angel who won't come and put devotion in your heart. You have to make a decision. You don't like school because you have not decided to. Um, if, if I had your teachers in my school, then I would like school. No, you have, if you make a decision that school is important to me, I'm going to give it my best. You will give it your best. Yeah. Is that Lisa? Oh, nice to see you again. Do you get it? Devote yourself to it. Decide. Make a decision. Hallelujah. Number two, we said that say good things about the church. Anything you say bad things about, your heart goes away from it. But when you say good things about something, you fall in love with it more. More, 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 more. Your love for it grows. Hallelujah. David said the song that she sang for us, Psalm 122. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet shall abide in thy walls, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built a city compact together. This was his testimony. They just, he just came to church once. They invited him to church once. When he came, he went. This is what he was saying about the church. So I was so excited. When they came to invite me, I liked that girl. You see, that girl who goes around saying she's doing basenta, I really like her. She came to tell me, let us go to church. When I went to church, I said, wow. What a church. Yeah, what a church. I like this good church. The church is as a city built together, compact together. Hallelujah. That should be your testimony about the church. So don't say bad things. And don't entertain it. Don't entertain people who can't say, do you see even today the church, you see the way the pastor was walking. I'm sure he's angry. That's why he was walking. You ask the person, "Ah, what type of talking is this? Did you brush your teeth before you are saying what you are saying? What type of Black Friday talk is this one? I don't entertain this type of talking where I am. Ah. Hallelujah. So don't entertain it. Amen. Amen. Don't, enter, don't, don't, don't let it flourish around you. Because these things, if you don't caution it from the beginning, the people who perpetrate, they grow more confident. Then they now start to say unbelievable things. Unbelievable things. Things that you, you have never thought about. Why? Because as they say these things, they are sowing a seed in you. So, but Pastor, I didn't say anything. No problem, but the seed has been sown in you. One day it will grow. One day it will grow. The day you are low, you will see it has grown. Then it's beginning to flourish around you. Then you are beginning to entertain funny and devilish thoughts about the church. 
In Psalm 27, David, when he came to church, he said, one thing have I desired. Me ask for the church I'm going to. There's only one thing I've desired. Only one thing I'm looking for, and that is what I will seek after. That I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't want to be in the house of the Lord today. Tomorrow I'm not there. I'm going to be there forever. Why? To behold the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in his temple. So when I come to church, I'm looking for the beautiful things in the church. The nice things. I'm looking for, well, the girl, the way she sang the song with all the scriptures, a lot of the scriptures. You say, wow, how does she know all these scriptures? Ah, then I'm happy. That's what I, that's, that's the nice thing I saw today. That's the nice thing. Because I've been trying to learn John 3.16. It's not easy. It's not easy. I've learned it for months. I still can't remember. But she can remember this whole thing and be singing it as a song. Oh, I was so blessed. I was looking. Please, where is the final part that she said? Because I saw it's not in the scripture. The place that she said, glory be to the father and to the son. Then what? And to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning. Now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Where is that one? Amen. Even my voice cannot read. Amen. you like you to try and sing it and see you see that your voice will not reach where it will go hey, if it's just simple amen it won't reach so when she sang say, how did she sustain it amen today lunch double portion please <laughs> in church. I don't have time for the things that uh, is not working. No, I just want to see the beautiful things and inquire in God's temple. Come to church with that mind that I want to see the beautiful things in the service. Beautiful things in the service. I mean, I preach a beautiful message in the first service. Even me, myself, when I finished, I felt like, look, I really preach a nice message. I felt I preached a very nice message in the first service. Yeah. Could you go home with that? Wow. Charlie. Oh, the pastor really preached this morning. He really, really preached this morning. My God. My God. Then you go home with it. Not that you are now going home with. You see, uh, that girl, she was sitting next to me. I don't know whether she bought or she's using an Indian perfume. She's using an Indian perfume around me. Whenever she raises her hands, I mean, the power that moves towards me, it makes my hair shaky between the doom, to doom, to doom, like that. What type of perfume is this? And she's always raised. No, don't go home with a demon. Don't go home with an evil spirit. Go home with a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you two things God doesn't joke with his church and his servants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know that you see all the kings of Israel, even the bad ones, anybody who kills them, God kills the person. 
I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a witch-like king. He's sleeping with a witch in a witch house. But if you kill him, I'll kill you also. Yeah, Mr. God, it's not easy. It's a witch-like. Saul was a witch-like king. You understand witch-like. It's like he's a witch. He's, he's, his friend is a witch. He lives in a witch's house. He has a resident witch in his house. The person, when he was dying, not that that person, even one guy, he was not the one killing Saul. Saul was already dying. Then he went to see it. Just seeing it with his eye to see the God's servant die. When he came and he told David that, I saw Saul dying. David said, and then what did you do? And David killed him. Straight away. That you can see God's anointed servant die and you didn't do anything. You deserve to die. So we should be afraid of God. Amen. His church and his servant. And coincidentally and incidentally, the next point is that say good things about your pastor. By sheer coincidence and incidence, the next point to becoming a devoted member of the church is that say good and positive things about your pastor. Yeah, see, don't say negative things about your pastor or your heart will draw away from your pastor. And like it or not, the pastor is a representation of the church. You can't separate the pastor from the church. That's why anytime I say, I go to this church, the first question, who's the pastor? You can't separate the pastor and the church. God forbid, if the pastor goes to do anything he's not supposed to do, you see, they won't say, Mr. Because before I became a pastor, I was Mr. Mr. Daniels. Do you see? Before I became a pastor, they won't say Mr. Daniels. No, they'll say, the pastor of Lighthouse Chapel International, Peter Marisberg. Then they will start. They'll even say, the pastor of Lighthouse, South Africa. Yeah, don't you remember when the people said they came to start a church in Pitamara? They wrote in the news that they came to start the church in South Africa. The big six, don't you remember? They said, they wrote that they came to start a church in South Africa. Meanwhile, they just came to a corner of South Africa to come and plant a church. We already had a working church in South Africa in different provinces. But they wrote... They came to plant, and he went and planted the church in South Africa. Yeah, so that's how it is. So you can't separate the pastor from the church. And I'm saying, for you to be devoted to the church, learn to say positive things and good things about your pastor. Yeah. Why? Because it is God who gives you a pastor. Jeremiah chapter number three. It's God who gives you a pastor. You don't choose a pastor. God gives you a pastor. And that's what I intend to show you today. And then we'll go. Verse 14. Jeremiah 3, 14. He says, Ten old backsliding children, saith the Lord. For I am married unto you. I will take you one of a city. And two of a family. And I will bring you to Zion. So God said, Repent. Change your ways. You have gone too far away. I will take you from the city. 
I'll take you from the families. I'll take you from your streets. I'll take you from your areas. And guess where I will take you to? I will take you to the church. The Bible, when the Bible says Zion, the Bible is talking about the church. When the Bible says Jerusalem, the Bible is talking about the church. It says, I will take all of you backsliding people, if you will turn away, and I will bring you to the church. My way of helping you is to bring you to church. I will help you in the street. This is why I don't believe people say, I'm at home, I'll praise the Lord at home. No, 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 no. God has a reason why he introduced the church. He said, I'm going to help you, but I'll only help you in the church. So come to Zion. Now, when you come to the church, what am I going to do? Verse 15 says, and I will give you, when you are in the church, I will give you pastors after my own. I will choose pastors for you. I will choose pastors. Just as I've taken you to the church, I will choose pastors for you. Have you not thought about it that from your house to this church, there are many churches on the way, but you never went into any of them. You bypassed all of them and you came to this church. Very few people that between their house and the church, there's no church. Like this is the closest church to them. Very few. But most of us, even some of you next door to your house is a church. But you bypass it. You bypass another church. There's even a bigger church just up here. There's a scientific church here. There's an upstairs church here. There's a um, uh, um, CCMA church here. All over here, just in our vicinity, so many churches. You bypass all of them. And you came here. Me, next to my window. When I open my window, there's a church. Just next to my window. I can even be in my house and join the service. Yeah, just next. Not outside my household. My window. When I draw my curtain, that's the church. But we came here. It says, here I'll give you pastors that I have chosen. What would they do? They will feed you with knowledge and understanding. The pastors that I will give you, their job is to feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, when they feed you with the knowledge and understanding, what is it going to produce in you? Verse 16. It says, and it will come to pass when you are multiplied and increased in the land, saith the Lord, there shall be no more then he goes on to say other things. But he says, what will happen is that increase and multiplication will come to you through the knowledge and understanding that they feed you with. They teach you things you don't know and they explain them to you. It will lead to increase and multiplication. So God is trying to increase us and multiply us. And to do that, he chooses a pastor to look after us in the church. That's why you shouldn't go around saying bad things about the pastor. Because when you say bad things about the pastor, your, it blocks your heart receiving from the pastor. All the knowledge and understanding, your heart becomes close to it. And remember, it's the knowledge and understanding that will produce the multiplication and the increase. So what are you, really, what are you blocking? Your increase and your multiplication. That's what you are blocking. That's what you are blocking. Over the years, I've been, a, I've been a pastor by the grace of God for almost 20 years. Wow. 20 years experience as a pastor. People have said different things, different evil things. But by the grace of God, I'm still pastoring. No, 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 it doesn't have super glue. You know a duck. You see, you see duck, ducks swim, but they never get. You don't know a duck. 
A duck is a duck or duck. Do you know a duck or duck? A duck or duck is a duck. Idada. A duck is idada. Idada is a duck. Idada is duck or duck. And duck or duck is a duck. They swim all the time. They never get wet. They don't get wet. Chicken try to swim now. You see, it's wet, 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 wet. Cannot even do anything. But duck or duck or duck, idada, never. It just goes shake. No, it's moving again. Me too, that's how I am. They say it, uh, shake, then I move forward. I move forward. Doesn't stick. Doesn't stick at all. Do you see? Sometimes they say that in my heart will be so broken, I can't believe it. I mean, one day somebody said, uh, I don't want to use this example. It's not. Look, I had just spent 5,000 rands on the person. My personal money, not church money, money from my pocket. On the person. That's the day the person said that you don't love me. That day. That day. The person said, the person, not that he said it somewhere in I, the person said it to me in my face. That, oh, you have neglected me. Yeah. The person said, oh, you have neglected I just spent 5,500 on, on an individual. Just said it. You don't. As I stood there, I couldn't believe it. That even if you're having these thoughts, not on that day. Not on that day. Not that you don't know that I have done what I have done. You know that what I have done, this is how much it has cost me. And then the person just, my heart was so broken. I watched the person like that. With a smile. Oh, for me, always, you can guarantee a smile. Oh, yeah, why not? I practice it at home. I'll spend it on you. Though. Yeah. But that's the day the person said that. My heart was so broken. I went, to, I went to pray. I felt so low. God said to me, remember, when you are humbled, that's when I lift you up. Amen. Humility is a requisite for being lifted up. So some of these things, they are giving you an opportunity to be lifted up. Opportunity to be lifted up. Yeah, people say things. Sometimes they say their things, and God will say, "You, they, you are small. You have not even reached Jesus." They, they say you have a demon. Jesus, they say he is the demon. They say he is Satan. You, they say you just have a demon. It's at the entry level. Just relax. There's more to come, so that you can get to Jesus level. Yeah. Oh yeah. But don't do that. You know, today's world, eh, today's world is made up of callous people, wicked people who say things about God, about uh, ministers of God. I mean, generally about people. And now they also have targeted men of God. And social media has given people a voice without a face, to say things. Do you get it? Calumnous Luciferians have arisen, which is people who spread malicious rumors and lies. Do you get it? And they get social media to write all kinds of things. When you go, first service, I use the word vilify. Your word is calumnious. Go and find the meaning of it. 
They are, by now, first they are busy looking for the word vilify. You too, when you go home, go and look for the word calumnious. <laughs> so today, pastors are being vilified all over the place. And social media has propagated it. So if you don't take your time and you see these people propagating these ideas and you see they are growing bigger, they are growing more powerful. So you think that God will not react, but God will react eventually. Eventually God will react. So now what it has produced is that even in the church, people have not been filled with that demonic spirit and pomp and pride and even confidence. So they just say anything, oh, let me free my mind. Let me say what I want to say. And then, then, then you say things that you shouldn't say. Yeah, free your mind. Like and share. Yeah, then you like, then you share. You see something that somebody has written. You, you see, look, you, it's easy to criticize things that you have not attempted to do. Easy. You see, like, as I was sitting down and the girl was singing. I saw some part that she did not, which I want to change. Do you get it? Which I will change. But I appreciated the singing that she sang. Because you have not attempted it, you can easily kind of say, why did she sing this? No problem. If you're a master singer, come in. My dear, do you know how to sing? Please come and help us, okay? I need singers. Come and help us. If you're a master singer, come and help us to sing. Do you get it? If you're a master drama, come and help us. We, we need people. We need help. It's when you start that you realize that the words are too many. When you, re- when you start, then you realize that the words are too many. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see the words are too... To start with, to even say song in English is another thing. Because if it's a Zulu song, you can say Jesus. But if it's an English song, you can't say Jesus. In English, we don't say Jesus. You already say Jesus. If you don't know where the C is, what the C is for. Jesus. Now when you have to sing, you can't say Jesus. Can you imagine how much space Jesus will occupy? By the time you finish saying Jesus, we have read the next, the keyboardist has read the next line of the music. You have to sing it in English. So when you come up, that's the first problem that we have. Jesus. Just translating the song, in, singing it in English. Sometimes I listen to people sing. They are halfway through the song before I realize that what they are singing is English. Like, it's English they are singing. All along, I thought it was Zulu. And as good as my Zulu is, I've tried to understand. I can't understand. So I realize that there's a problem. If my wife is there, I ask my wife, what language are they singing? Then my wife will tell me, oh, it's English. Say, hey, where are the English words? Where are the words? One day, I asked a certain lady to sing. So she came, she started to sing. New Brighton Sekona Where you are Please take, take away the words Where you are 
you brighten Sekona. Where you are, you brighten Sekona. Where you are, 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 where you are. So I was sitting down thinking, these Zulu words, what do they mean? These Kosa words, what do they mean? So I was sitting there. Then I thought about it. Then next to the church was an area called New Brighton. So I said, ah, okay, New Brighton. That's what she's singing about. Then I could hear Kona. So I said, oh, maybe she's saying that New Brighton is a corner. It's a corner. New Brighton is a corner. And then when we sit in the taxi, they ask you, um, a corner, New Brighton. No, a corner, new bright. So I said, ah, maybe she's saying new bright is inside. Do you get a corner? So I said, ah. Later on, I realized that, put up my words, this is what she was trying to tell us. Be bright in the corner. Where you are, be bright in the corner. Where you are, be bright all along, this is what she was trying to say. Where you are, be bright in the corner. Throughout the city, where you are, 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 be bright in the corner. Right in the corner where you are. This is the whole teaching. New bright is a corner where you are. New bright is a corner where you are. I, I can't even understand what you are saying. So when you see such a situation, I can't put you on the stage to say we have to start with English lessons. B, then you say B. Bright, then you say bright. In. Like we have to start before you even start singing. So when somebody is singing and she's there and she's singing, because you have not attempted before, that's why you you just hope you say, Oh, we should have done this. Come show us. You will become a story for a preaching. That's what you will become a story. A story. You become a story, a classic story. Yeah. So you'll be so don't be in a hurry to criticize somebody who's making an effort. Do not. Don't. The person is trying. At least give the person something for effort. If even confidence to come and stand on the stage. One day I had somebody standing on the stage, the person almost collapsed on the stage. One day a certain girl, she heard somebody singing, and she said, Oh, I want to sing God. I said, really? Then I said, okay, come and sing. When she sang, I mean, we didn't know when she had finished the song, whether she was in the middle, nothing. A song that we all know, not that we don't know. We know the song, but we can't tell which part of the song she is at at any given time. After that, she said, I won't sing again. I said, cho-cho. 
So don't criticize. So when you see your pastor making an effort, don't criticize. Don't go and sit down and say bad things. Bad things. I mean, on a Sunday afternoon like this, I've preached to you, I've sung to you. Hey, how many pastors do you see who sing? You have come, I've sung to you. Of course, I sang uh, a closer version, then I sang an English version to you. New Brighton say corner, then I sang. You be bright in the corner. At least when you go home, you don't remember anything. You be remember where you are, where you are, where you are, where you are, where you are. Where you are. Where you remember it. At least you get some rhythm in your system. Don't go home with the demon. Say bad things. This pastor, hmm, scallop. Even we won't say to him, hmm. When you see him moving with the girls, hmm, it's not everything that you know. Hey, oh, hey, this He has his chosen friends. Why don't you also choose me? Choose me and see. Choose me and see. Have you also chosen me? When you have your activities, do you invite me? When you go for your special outings, do you call me? Do you invite me? You don't invite me. When I also don't invite you, you have something to say. Meanwhile, when I see your pictures, I don't say anything. I just thank God that at least you have something to go to. What a disgrace and a disappointment. When you go for your special dinners and your special outings and your special beach trips, do you invite me? You don't invite me. It doesn't even cross your mind to call me. When me too, I go to the mall and I meet other people in the mall and then they take a picture with me at the mall and they put on their status. Then you say, I took them to the mall. Does the mall belong to me? sad and how disappointing you sit down sit down i don't want to get heated it's already hot outside no think about tapelo think about it when they are going out they don't call me when they are doing their special um whatever um water baptism or anything that they are they never call me you are forgiving yeah Last year, some people organized a birthday something for me, and they invited me. I was a guest. They inv- I arrived there to see whatever they are doing. They invite, I mean, different people. Somebody invited me to their house for breakfast. When I got there, some people were there. I said, wow. When I entered, I saw the people. I said, Yago, make me do my thing. Pump it here, pump it there. Sorry, that was by the way. That was just by the way. Then in the afternoon, some people invited me for something. I went. I, I did, look, I have no idea who is there. I just got there. I saw the people. Then after, guess what? Somebody said, eh, Bishop did their birthday something. Did he invite me? Why didn't you do something? Invite me. I mean, I don't remember the last time I had their birthday. I, I think it was two years ago or something before COVID. Then my wife decided to organize something at home and call people to come back. When it's usually my birthday, I usually don't do anything. I just believe God. I've had a birthday that I, I, I was lying in my bed the whole day from morning to evening. I was in my bed the whole day. Usually we are fasting, so you can't do anything. It was only last year that we were not fasting on that day. But somebody gets out and says, hey, I'm angry. Why didn't Bishop invite me? So what stopped you from also organizing chicken runaways? 
run away. It's only six of them. And say, Bishop, it's your bed. Can you come so that we, we have runaways? Then I come. Then you invite five of your friends because there are six legs, three chickens, six legs. Then we all take one. Then we thank God for it. Then we take a picture. Then somebody also will say, you had runaways. You didn't call me. I mean, somebody had their birthday recently, invited us for dinner, and we went. When the pictures come out, you will see people say, and they didn't invite me, as though I am, it's my birthday. It's not. I was also a guest. I arrived at the place to see the guests who have come. So when I see, I say, wow. Fortunately for me, I got there early, so I saw the people arriving. They gave me half past five or something, six or something. I got there on time. Then I saw the people arriving. So when I see somebody can say, wow. Say, wow. That's all. Say, you have special friends. You did the invite to this Why? You have complained now like you are speaking in tongues. Next one. Psalm 45. I read the scripture and I think we can close. Psalm 45. Remind me, I'll tell you how to treat your pastor. I'll give you two quick keys and we go home. But Psalm 45. David said, my heart is in thy... David will be a good church member to have. He said, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of things which I have made touching the king. My Time is as the pen of a ready writer. This is knowledge. Do you know why it's knowledge? Because you don't understand what it is saying. Then understanding is the explanation I'm coming to give you right now. Do you, do you get it? Yeah. Knowledge is to make you know what it is. So it says, my heart is thinking, is entertaining a good issue. I'm speaking of things that have to do with the king. He says, so basically he's saying, my heart is entertaining good thoughts about the king. That's what this scripture means. That's what this scripture means. My heart, my heart is entertaining good things. And my heart is having a good feeling towards the king. Good feeling. You must have a good feeling towards your pastor. A good thought about your pastor. I mean, you can't be there and just be thinking all kinds of thoughts. Where did you get it from? All kinds of thoughts about your parents. All kinds of thoughts about everybody. How? Children who have bad thoughts about their parents are demon-possessed. You would not like me to say it. But they are demon-possessed. Jesus said, John 8, what? 49. Jesus said, I do not have a devil. Why? Because I honor my father. Look at it. There it is. Children who honor their fathers don't have devils. So children who dishonor their parents have devils. Because if you have the spirit of God, you will always honor your parents. Seriously. Think about it. How good you have been to Doxa. Then Doxa wakes up and the thoughts she's having concerning you is that you are wicked. What? I mean, God forbid. What will make Doxa think I talked? has to be demons. Because the Holy Spirit will never come to Doxa and say, your mind is a wicked person. Would the Holy Spirit do that? Never. Never. If the Holy Spirit speaks to Doxa, he'll tell Doxa, oh, your, your father is a good man. He's doing his best by you under the circumstance. That's what the Holy Spirit will tell 
Doctor. Can you think about the Holy Spirit has come to your father? Hmm. He's a thief. You see how long his hands are? He uses it. He uses them to thief things. When he goes to Mapushani, he's thiefing, thiefing all the things at Mapushani. And you see those, his long French coats that he wears. When he thieves, he puts it inside. Thief, he puts it inside. Then he will come home. That's what he does. Do you think the Holy Spirit will say something like that concerning? No. When the Holy Spirit can say, your father, is, the Holy Spirit will remind you of the good things that your, your parents have done for you. The sacrifice they have made for you. So when you see a child that says bad things about their parents, it's without a doubt. Has a demon. You need to bring that child for deliverance. And beatings. Yeah. Think about it. So he says, my heart, go back to David. He said, my heart is entertained. Your heart must entertain a good thought about your pastor. No, no, no. You see, it's not because I'm the pastor. Overall, I'm not even the pastor. The overall pastor is the prophet. You must entertain good thoughts about him. I don't sit in my house thinking, this is a very wicked man. He has not paid my pension. He has not done this. He has not done. You think about it serious. How much is the pension? How much is it? He has been paying for you to travel all over the world. You are talking about pension. Please. Think of good thoughts. So from today, be the type of person that thinks of good thoughts. Amen. Good thoughts. Amen. Good thoughts. John the Baptist, I read this one to Luke 13, 35. Bible says when he saw, is it Luke 13, 35? No, it's not Luke 13, 35. John, John. John the Baptist is John. John 1.35. Bible says, and the next day came John. After the next day, and the next day after John stood. And two of his disciples, basically saying that John was standing with two of his disciples. Next verse, 36. And looking upon Jesus as he walked, saying, behold, the Lamb. He said to his disciples, the two disciples, he said, look at the Lamb of God. Look at the Lamb of God. That guy over there, that's the Lamb of God. That's the Lamb of God. He said, that guy is a good guy. And look at what happened in 37. He says, and the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. When they heard the way John spoke about Jesus, they turned around, they started to follow Jesus. Because look, if you say the guy is that good, after all, it's God we are looking for. If you say that guy himself is the lamb of God, then let's go and follow the guy. He spoke so well. The question I'm asking is, do you speak so well about your pastor that when people are with you, they want to go and see your pastor? Do you? Do you? Do you testify so well that people want to go and see your pastor? People who are not in the church want to come and see your pastor, want to come and hear your pastor preach. Or you speak in such a way that if the people who are in the church want to stop coming to church. You speak in such a way that they want to stop coming to the church. Sometimes I meet people, they like me so much. They just have to encounter one demon-possessed church member. And then they begin to have doubts. Hey, 
Oh, really? Yeah, they become totally confused. You see, the thing, the way you see it's not as it is. So when you're under that long gown, you don't know what is there. Hmm. Even if a snake comes from under the water to come and tell you that there's a crocodile there, you must believe it all. Hmm. I know what I've seen. I've been around longer than... By the time they finish talking to the person, the person is so worried. Hey, hey. So now when they come, they start to distance themselves from you. They start to watch you from afar. Because they don't know what is under the long gown. <laughs> what else will be under the you? What is under your, your long gown? It's the same that is under this long gown. My arm, my chest, they are all under the long gown. Just as yours is also under. John, John chapter 4. <laughs> John, in John chapter 4, Jesus meets the woman at the well. And he speaks to the woman at the world. After he spoke to the woman at the world, the Bible says the woman went to the whole city and she called all the men together and she said to them, come see a man who has told me everything that I've ever done. Put it at 28, 29. He says, come and see a man. He said, come see a man which told me all the things I ever did. Could this, is this not the Christ? You said when the Christ comes, he will tell us everything that is happening. The way this guy has told me all the things I have done, he has to be the Christ. So that was her testimony. This prostitute woman that you will not like to have in your church, you will not like to have around because she's prostituting all over the place. She gave a good testimony about Jesus. And Bible says the whole city, all the men in the city, they followed her to go and see Jesus. The question I'm asking that you as a church member, when you talk about your pastor, will people follow you to go and see your pastor? Will people follow you? Or they become, well, say, oh, this is what I know. I say, pastors, today's pastors, you have to be afraid of them. I don't know where they are coming from. They are not like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are very different. <laughs> anyway, ah, they are looking for money. If we are looking for money, think about it. How much is there with you that will look for it with you? I mean, Logan, how much is in your pocket? That if we are looking for money, we will start to come to your pocket. I mean, seriously. Have you thought about it? I mean, no, let's be serious, Zama. How much is in your, do you even have a pocket? No pocket. So how much is there for us to, that if we are looking, I mean, then if we are looking for money, we have to re-strategize. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we, have to, we have to come up with a better plan. No, 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 we have to come up with a better plan because seriously speaking, seriously speaking, Lobos, how much is in your pocket? Do you, you, you understand? But don't spew it there. Last scripture, look, 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 13, 35. Jesus is speaking. And Jesus said to them, your cities or your houses shall be in desolation. He said, an evil is going to come upon you. Behold, your houses, your house is left unto you desolate. And verily I say unto you, you shall not see me until the time cometh when you shall see. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Until you can
can look at me and say, this guy who's coming in the name of the Lord, he's a blessing. You won't see. You won't see any. No wonder he said, as many as received him, to them he gave power to be there. You can only experience of the power when you see, when, when you admire the thing, when you receive the thing as a blessing, as a good thing. But when you see it as a, they are trying to trick us. You see, there's something. Hey, immediately. Your breakthrough is gone. I promise you, I'll tell you how to treat your pastor. Number one, honor your pastor. I'll give you only two keys. Next week, if you come, God willing, I'll give you more. Number one, honor your pastor. First Timothy 5, 7 says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they that labor in the word and doctrine. He says, the elders who look after, who preach to you, give them double honor. Give them double honor. 17, not 7, 17. Give them double honor. Honor them. Honor them. Honor means show them respect. Treat them well. And he says, even these ones, treat them with double respect. So maybe you respect your teacher, but when it comes to these ones, double because we are dealing with the word of God. Double respect. Number two, pray for us. We know we are bad. Pray for us. Since you know we are, since God has opened your eye to see that we are bad, pray for us. Instead of criticizing us, pray for us. I read these scriptures to you. Hebrews 38, he says, pray for us. For we trust we have a good conscience. We are trying to do our best. In all things, willing to live honestly. We are just trying to do our best. We are only trying, we are making an effort. Nobody wanted to do it and we lifted our hands to say we will do it. So pray for us. We have a good conscience. Pray for us. Second Thessalonians 3, 1 says, finally brethren, pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for your pastor. Instead of de- developing a critical mouth or a mouthful of criticism, develop a mouthful of prayer. That's a God. My pastor, help him. Help him. Even today, somebody came to see me in the office. You can clap, free of charge. Somebody came to see me in the office. When she talked, she talked, she talked. She said, hey, pastor, your work is very hard. Oh, we have to pray. He said, as for me, I can't. We have to pray for you. I said, God has spoken to you. It's because of that person that I decided. This part, I didn't add it to the first service message. Because of what the person said, I said, let me add it to you, to it for you. We have to always pray for you. Because as for me, that's what she's, I can't. If it's me, no, by now. Hmm. Sure. I can't. Then the final one, what they have put there. First Thessalonians 5, 25. It says, brethren, church members, senior church members, junior church members, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Bazaloa, Moses, and all the men of the Bible who have gathered in the church today, pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. Spend time praying for us. As you pray for us, we'll become better. We'll become what you want us to become. Maybe there's a particular anointing you want us to have to preach in a certain way or to minister. And say, pray for us so that that anointing will come on us. We'll pray. Maybe as we are preaching, we'll be laying hands on people in the middle of the preaching. Pray for that grace to come upon us. And it will happen practically in the church. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service.
to Eccles. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself. We're just about to close. Pray for yourself. And ask God to touch your heart. Because this thing, it starts from your heart. That your heart must entertain good thoughts concerning the person. That's the only time that you can say good things about the person. So pray that God will touch your heart. God will touch your heart. God will touch you. I want to gaze upon your heart, your heart, your beauty, that your heart can entertain good thoughts. And seek good you thoughts, in this good thoughts. Home. Good thoughts. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. All the days of my life. Help us, Lord. Help every single person here under the sound of my voice. Your beauty, Let our hearts indict good matters. Concerning the king in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for everybody here. I pray each and everyone be set free from this evil spirit. In the name of Jesus. Today, by reason of the anointing, we break the hold of this evil spirit. Let there be a divine turnaround in our hearts that our hearts will entertain good thoughts concerning you concerning your servant concerning your heart in the name of Jesus that a blessing will come upon us we give you glory thank you for the, lift your hands and just thank God for deliverance right now that you are being set free but this feel but this free comments and guarded comments God is setting you free today He's breaking the hold of the devil upon your life. Thank him right now, wherever you are. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Concerning any man of God, even if it's not your pastor, concerning any man of God, that if you don't have any good comment to make, you will not make any comment at all in the name of Jesus. Thank you for deliverance, Lord. Thank you for liberty. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for healing. Heal every heart that is here present, oh God. Heal every single heart in heart, Lord. Heal it and soften it and let it respond to your word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. Father, thank you for deliverance, for liberty, for freedom. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you glorify God with a hand clap? <laughs> Hallelujah. You are here this morning. You know that if you die, you will not go to heaven. You have not asked Jesus to come into your heart before to be your Lord and your Savior. Today, I want to give you that opportunity to invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right, your right hand and I'll pray with you. Please pray with me. Please, I don't want to go to hell. 
pray with me. Lift your right hand, I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Lift your hand. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. If you lifted your hand, come to me. I'll pray with you right now. If you lifted up your hand, come to me. I'll pray with you right now. Come to me, my dear. I'll pray with you. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. From today, I am born again. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Father, thank you for this lovely young lady. Wash her with your blood. Write her name in the book of life. Fill her with your spirit and use her to your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. My dear, you see that lady? Oh, you're already going there. Okay. Hallelujah. Please, your seat for a second. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.